Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus, and today we're going to be talking with Sean Carp, who's a sound mixer at Sinking Ship Productions. We're also going to be talking about Avengers Infinity Wars. We're also going to be talking with some of our Kids First film critics about their experiences with boot camps. And we're also going to be talking about Home Team Me Mundial. Right now, we're talking to Sean Carp, who is a sound mixer and editor at Sinking Ship Productions. Sean, I just want to thank you so much for being here today. No problem. Thanks for having me, Samantha. Just from your background, we know that you are a sound editor and mixer, which is just a job I think that not many people know about. So I'd like you to tell me, if you don't mind, what is the difference that you think is between mixing and editing? Because I know it can be a little confusing for some people. Sure, uh, absolutely. It's a, it's a common question. Basically, um, the, the first stage when you're doing audio for a TV show or a film is doing the sound editorial or sound editing. Um, and that's basically when you take all the sound that was, sh- was recorded when the film or TV show was shot on location, which is usually obviously going to be the dialogue, uh, the speaking parts. You take all that, you clean it up, um, and then you start adding the sound effects or the soundscape uh, for the show, uh, whether that be the background ambience, like if the show takes place in a city, you would add the sound of cars going by and traffic and horns honking. Um, and let's say it was a cop show and there was um, a gunfight. So you would add in all the sounds of uh, guns firing and that kind of thing. And you're editing all those sounds to picture lining everything up so everything you hear makes sense to what you're seeing. Um, So the editorial is basically lining up all the appropriate sounds to the images that the uh, viewer is going to see. Once all those sounds are added or edited into place, uh, then it goes to the mixing stage, uh, which is fairly self-explanatory, I would think, that um, you then mix everything together and get everything just at the right level so it all sounds like reality. And uh, then the show feels like a complete show, picture and sound. Wow, I really appreciate you telling me about that because I personally don't really know what, you know, sound editing and mixing is. So it's really informative to know about that, especially since there's a lot that goes into shows and movies. And you actually work on some shows like Dino Dana, Androids and Odd Squad. And I wanted to ask you, which of those shows do you feel Maybe it's not your favorite, but the one that, you know, you've really enjoyed working on the most. Uh, You know what? They're all, honestly, they are all very exciting shows, uh, the three that you mentioned, because they are uh, sort of fantasy shows. So, for example, Dino Dana is basically about a young girl, Dana, who interacts with dinosaurs in her neighborhood. Um, In a way, uh, I would describe it as sort of like a Jurassic Park for younger kids. Uh, So it's CGI dinosaurs, so they're meant to look like real dinosaurs in in the world, much like you would see in Jurassic Park, and Dana interacts with them. 
uh, with the show Androids, it's, uh, that show was about a young girl named Anne who lived in a junkyard and she was a genius inventor and she invented all these androids that actually had personalities and she hid them and interacted with them in her junkyard. It was sort of like a secret garden, if you will. Uh, and they would go on adventures where they would learn about themselves and the world around them with uh, two of her friends, Shania and... Um, uh, oh, I, I just, Nick, sorry, her other friend, Nick. Uh, and then Odd Squad is uh, a show basically about sort of um, almost like a James Bond type of kids group, uh, you know, sort of like a CIA or FBI of kids that goes out and uses math to solve oddness in the world. Um, so whenever you're having an odd problem, uh, you would call Odd Squad and they would show up at your house and by using math and teaching math, they would fix the oddness in your home or in your business or whatever. So what's great about all these shows is that they're very fantasy based uh, and that allows me as a sound designer, a sound editor and a mixer to have a lot of fun and create um, sort of fantasy soundscapes, much like you would have in, say, Star Wars or, as I mentioned, Jurassic Park. So it allows me to use my imagination. So for that reason, um, I really love working on these shows. Yeah, I mean, they sound like great shows. I mean, I want to watch all of them now because, you know, it's just they, you know, they really sound exciting. And the one thing I love about shows is that anybody can watch them because there is something in there, whether it's a theme or, you know, aspects of sound that really are very applicable to the audience. So I definitely really want to check out these shows. And I thank you for telling me a little bit more about what you've worked on. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking with Sean, who is a sound mixer at Sinking Ship Productions. We're also talking about Avengers Infinity Wars, Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp, and we're also talking about Home Team Me Mundial. Right now, we're talking with Sean, who is a sound mixer and editor at Sinking Ship Productions, and he's just telling us about his experience and the shows he's worked on, and it's very informative to learn about what sound editing and mixing is if you don't know about it already. So my other question to you is, what led you into this career? Because as a college student myself, I'm changing my major. I think I've changed it about six times, and I've <laughs> gone everywhere from physics, even math, and I'm also thinking about communication. So what was your pathway into the, your career that you're in right now? Uh, my pathway, which is fairly common for my career, uh, was uh, starting out as a musician. So uh, I've been playing music since I was a young kid, I, since at least, I think, six or seven years old. My first instrument was drums, and then I graduated to guitar, bass. I also play piano. Uh, and throughout my uh, teens and 20s, I was in bands, playing in clubs and stuff like that. And I really found the thing I loved most about that experience was working in the studio. I really loved the creative incubator of the recording studio. Uh, and so in my late 20s, I decided to take a year off and uh, took um, a, uh, a, a course, uh, like a college course in sound production and engineering. Um, and through that, when I was completed that, I ended up uh, getting a job with a uh, composer who did music for film and TV. His name is Jack Lenz. Uh, and he'd been around since the uh, late 70s, early 80s, doing professional music for film and TV. Um, and uh, I quickly worked my way into being one of his main engineers. And in doing music for film and TV, I started getting into actually doing sound design and sound editing for the TV shows that he was bringing in to do music for. And, and that's basically what led me here. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was basically the path. 
Wow, a musician. I think that that's great because you're still incorporating what you originally started out with into your career now. And, you know, yeah, I really I think that that's great that, you know, just the way that your career has progressed, how, you know, it led to the job that you're in now. So I think that that's really important. So my next Mm -hmm. question to you is, you know, you've had uh, you've worked on a lot of shows and I'm sure you've had many challenges. What would you say is the challenge that you most remember about working on the shows and especially with the job that you're currently doing? Uh, I think one of the biggest challenges we have, I'll, I'll talk about the shows that I'm working on with Sinking Ship, in the, and I've been with that company for six years now. Um, the, one of the main challenges is we really like to have, obviously, the highest quality uh, in what we do. We're, we see it as we're making miniature feature films in each episode of these shows that we make, and we put the same amount of work and detail into them. Um, with a show like Dino Dana or Androids, one aspect that uh, the creator, J.J. Johnson, really wanted to have with the characters, both the dinosaurs and the androids, was that they had the ability to talk, but not using language, using sort of similar, like, for example, similar language that R2-D2 uses in Star Wars, where you can understand him, but the, the character is not speaking any known language. So for the dinosaurs, for example... Um, we have to figure out ways for them to actually talk and communicate with the main character, Dana, in ways that everybody can understand, adults and kids, uh, using grunts and roars and murmurs and things like that. Um, With the androids, we ended up, uh, like, you know, I referenced R2-D2, but the last thing we wanted to do was do the same thing that was done in Star Wars, uh, which was obvious. We wanted to do something original and come up with our own ideas to make these androids speak. Um, and it was based off the idea that they would use their internal mechanisms um, in, in different tones to create a speech. So I would say that was one of the bigger challenges uh, working on these shows was figuring out a way to make these characters speak. We literally had to invent a language um, that, again, was understandable, but its own unique uh, way of communicating. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that, you know, that is a very difficult challenge and not a lot of people realize it because when you see films, you know, you don't really know necessarily how they're all put together and especially the noises that, you know, some animals have to make, you know, it must be really complicated, but at least in the end, you know, you achieve a really great result and then these kids love watching these shows. So I think that that's great. And my last question to you, Sean, is can you tell us a little bit about your upcoming projects? Uh, I would say the main thing I I can uh, talk about on the air is that for Dino Dana, we're about to start uh, work on a feature film for Dino Dana. Uh, So it is going to be going into theaters. I believe it will probably be released late next year. We're just going into production on that. Um, So that's obviously going to be a huge undertaking for the company and, of course, myself and my, my sound department. Um, and, you know, generally with the TV show, we do little 11 minute stories and then an episode, it consists of two 11 minute stories married together. Um, so this is going to be a feature length film. Uh, it's going to be much larger in scope in its visuals and in its sound design. Um, and, uh, so that's, uh, I'd say one of the big upcoming projects that we have coming that, uh, we, everybody should look out for. Absolutely. Wow, well, congratulations on the film that's going to be released next year. Thank you. 
And um, I just wanted to thank you so much, Sean, for talking today about your career and, you know, what it's been like working at Sinking Ship Productions and just telling us about what it's like to be a sound editor and mixer at a production company. So thank you so much for being here today. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Let's take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Maya and the Bee, The Honey Games. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Sean, who's a sound mixer at Sinking Ship Productions, and next we'll be talking with Lucia, who's from New York City and is 19, about the new film Avengers Infinity Wars. Welcome to the show, Lucia. Hi. Hi, so I saw Avengers, and I don't want to give anything away, but I know you saw it too, and I really want to know what you thought of the film. I thought it was one of the best films I've ever seen in Marvel history. And since it was like their 10-year, it's been 10 years for Marvel, I thought it was a really nice uh, movie that they... They cooperated with every single Marvel character, including Black Panther, which just came out, um, like, I believe, like, last month or uh, or so, and I thought it was great. I thought both movies were great. So you're talking about how, you know, all the movies are great, and I personally haven't seen some of the other Marvel films, so by comparing this film to the other films, what would you say is, I guess, the best part about the Avengers film that maybe hasn't been incorporated into other movies? Um, I'd say for, for this Avengers movie, they just added everybody in this. They didn't... And they even included, like, Spider-Man. Even, even the ones that, that you don't really see that often, like uh, Doctor Strange, you don't 
you don't see him uh, that often. Of course, he was in one movie, but um, but I feel like I should have seen Doctor Strange and 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 more. That's that's kind of like, that's one of the downsides about it, though. Like like not a lot of these Marvel characters are are all in in one movie. But I'm glad that this one was uh had they just had everybody in there. Except right. for Ant Man except for Ant Man and Wasp Wasp and we're like, wait a second, where are they? Since they're Marvel uh people, you're like, Oh, okay. So where do they go? Right, yeah, I completely agree with you. It's really nice how you know, there were a lot of characters in the movie, and they do incorporate other Marvel characters from the other movies, which is, you know, really nice. And, you know, you're talking about all these great characters like Doctor Strange. Would you say that he's your favorite, or would you say that maybe another character stuck out to you more? Doctor Strange is by far my favorite Avengers superhero because he's really funny, and he's just like a mastermind and also, another thing I like about this Avengers movie in particular is that the jokes just kept coming, and it just and the jokes wouldn't stop at all. Oh yeah, I totally love jokes. I mean, it's really you know seeing jokes in movies it really helps the audience you know become really invested in the movie. And could you perhaps tell us you know one of the jokes that you thought was really funny? Uh. I actually cannot remember at this point because there were so many of there were so many wonderful jokes. Doctor Strange was introducing himself to Spider Man, and he said, "Oh, uh, Spider Man says, oh, we're, or should I say, Tom Holland uh, says, okay, so we're using our superhero names. Okay, so I'm Spider Man." He said, "Okay, whatever." <laughs> wow, that's super funny. Yeah, I really love humor and I'm sure that was a great aspect of the film so I know that the Avengers when I was watching it there there were so many action-filled scenes and it really was just a great movie but I wanted to know was there a particular scene without giving anything away that really you know you really liked because I know I know there's probably so many but one of the scenes that you really remember that really added to the film like near the beginning like remember remember when uh Thanos and uh, Josh Brolin and um, Zelda uh, Zandala Zaldana, my bad, uh, who played Gamora. She, uh, I liked, I liked in the beginning when when she's like very young and uh, they had like a, like a special connection because he sa- because Thanos saved Gamora and I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, I love scenes like that. You know, I, I, you know, I don't want to give anything away either, but I did think that that was a really great scene. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking with Sean, who's a sound mixer, mixer at Sinking Ship Productions, Avengers Infinity Wars, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camp, and home team Mimu Mundial. Right now I'm talking to Lucia about Avengers Infinity Wars, and she was just telling us about this great scene with Gamora and Thanos and... You know, it was just really great to hear her feedback on that. Now, since you have seen other Marvel movies before, I wanted to know what were your expectations going in to see this film? Like, like, like all the humor and and all the action. 
there was that was like basically the expectations I always wanted uh, in a in a Marvel movie. And Marvel, oh yeah, and also, I always know every single time there's a Marvel movie, you always have to have the creator of Marvel, Stan Lee, who always has to be in in a Marvel movie. And I love how how even though he plays a small part in every Marvel movie, it's so awesome to just see him. And I love I love whenever I go into the theater. Uh, a lot of people are saying, are uh, they start clapping uh, because he he just came on the scene, and you're like, "Yeah, Stanley." Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, there's always that person that needs to be in these films because they do make the films the way that they are, and you know we just love Stanley. So my other question to you is. Do you think that there should be a sequel to this film? I know that there are so many Marvel movies and there most likely will be, but do you personally think that there deserves to be, you know, uh, another way to look at this film within a sequel to, like, do you think that the film had enough in it just to be the way that it is, or do you agree that there should be a sequel? There should be a sequel, and I've already seen, like, uh, I, I went to see I went to see this, this movie with my cousin, and he's a, a bit. He's a big Marvel geek, and he he and I already know um, when when the next Marvel uh, when the next Avengers movie is coming out uh, for Avengers Infinity War uh, for Avengers Infinity War Part Two. I know it's gonna be next to uh, next year in 2019, and yeah, they they should. I feel like they should. Uh, pick up where they left off because I know that there there are some people that are that have to do with with some of the that have to do with some of the uh, the major events that that happened in the first one so uh, I feel like they um, I'm glad I'm glad that they're gonna go um, like continue where they left off just hopefully they they leave off like right at the moment that the the movie ended the last time right yeah it definitely you know there really needs to be a sequel and you know it can really tell a lot about you know what wasn't in the first film so i completely agree with you and my last question to you is what would you say is the age and the star rating for this film i say the age the the age is uh, from 12 to 18 because of all the usual superhero violence. And for the movie, uh, for, the, for the, the amount of stars, is 4.5 out of 5 stars for being a gorgeous, colorful blockbuster film. But my only criticism is a minor one, uh, but it would, it would probably give everything away. So I don't want to spoil it. Well, I appreciate that because, you know, spoilers, even though they might be fun for some people, for others, you know, it's just better to go see the movie instead. So, Lucia, thank you so much for talking with me about Avengers Infinity Wars. No problem. It it was very nice talking to you. Thanks. This film is out now, so I recommend that you do check it out because it is such a fantastic film. Let's take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Maya and the Bee, The Honey Games. 
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm samantha marcus and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking with sean who is a supervising editor and sound mixer at sinking ship productions and next we'll be talking with ryan and lucia about their experience at kids first film critics boot camp ryan is 14 and is from new york city and lucia is 19 and is from new york city as well Thank you, Ryan and Lucia, for being on the show today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So, Ryan, I want to start off with you. I want to know, basically, what was your experience like at this boot camp, given that you are a film critic, and what would you say is the most valuable thing that you learned? Um, The most valuable thing I learned was to be specific and be more detailed, because you can't say, oh, the actor did a good job. And you have to be more specific, like, good job in what? Like, cleaning the house, like, I don't know, doing their homework. So instead of saying that, you can say, like, um, the performance of so-and-so actor did an amazing job performing as this character because so on and so forth. And then also um, another valuable thing I learned was that um, you have to talk about the messages and themes and... Uh, like think about how would the adults like this film a little bit like would you want like little kids to watch it and how do you think the adults maybe feel even though we're not supposed to focus on them just like give a brief sentence yeah I think that it's really important to understand even though like you said that adults are not what you're focusing on just to understand you know more about them and it's also really important especially being specific because my teachers always told me that in school whenever I was writing a paper they'd say be specific and I never understood what that means but um, now I'm sure after going through this boot camp you really understand that so I think that that's great and Lucia I want to know I also want to know about your experience but I want to know what was it like being in the boot camp I mean what kind of feelings were you feeling I mean what what was your mind going through while you were you know learning these new skills I mind going through these skills. I thought it was very awesome because there were there was so much happening like 
and so little time, but still, uh, at least I got like a lot done. And like Randy, she was showing us like she was showing us a a film, or should I say two films? She so she showed us like one small film, and then we had to write a write write a review about it, and then we had to do the video review that same day. So I was like, okay, let me let me just ease into into this, but then like. Later on, when when we when we did everything, everything was, uh, everything went back back to normal for me. Everything got smoother for me. Yeah, I could imagine that was probably a lot of work and very challenging. But I'm sure you know what you've learned from it has just made you a better person and writer overall. And so, this boot camp was it a whole day or was it a week long? A week. Oh, okay, it was a week long, and. Ryan, you know, Lucia was just talking about how she had to, you know, write a review and watch a film. Did you have to do the same thing? I mean, what was, you know, your perception on the whole activity that you had to do with writing a review and, you know, being more specific, as you said? Well, we would usually watch a movie, like Lucia said, and it depends on, like, how many words we had to write. So if it was a short film, it was 150, or um, if it was, like, a five-minute thing, it would be 100. And then to challenge ourselves, um, if we saw, like, a 30-minute film, we had to write, like, 400 words based off of that. And that was a really great idea because we learned how to add more details instead of being vague. Right, yeah. Especially with writing a review, you know, you have this whole audience that you're writing for. And it's really important to communicate your ideas clearly and have them really, you know, feel as if they're connected to what you're writing about. And I also wanted to know... Um, Lucia, what would you say is, you know, the hardest part about writing a review? Because, you know, for those of the listeners who aren't film critics, it can be very challenging as a film critic, but also really rewarding because you get to share your opinions with everybody else. So I wanted to know, what would you say is the hardest part about writing a review, especially maybe the review that you wrote while you were in the boot camp? The hardest part about writing the review is just, like what Ryan said, like being very specific about like what actually happened without like spoiling anything. That's another thing. Spoilers. That's the hardest thing that that you have to be aware of. You can't spoil anything at all. Yeah, I know it's it's super hard to, you know, not give away spoilers just because, you know, some movies are just so good and you want to tell everybody about it, but then you also want the people to go see the movie. So, you know, you definitely have to keep a fine line between, you know, spoilers and what you know. So I can completely understand that and I give you both credit for, you know, doing that, you know, working on your reviews and becoming better film critics because it's something that, you know, is, is very great. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking with Sean, who's a sound mixer at Sinking Ship Productions, Avengers Infinity Wars, Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp Experiences, and Home Team Mini Mundial. Right now we're talking to Ryan and Lucia about their experience at the Kids First Film Critics Boot Camp. And Lucia was just talking about how spoilers are super important and you really don't want to spoil the movie for anybody because you want everyone to go see the movie because movies are just fantastic in general. So... 
Ryan, I wanted to know, what was your favorite part about the boot camp? Because I'm sure since it was a week long, you, you both must have done, you and Lucia must have done so much, but I wanted to know what was your favorite part about it? Um, my favorite part was on our last day. We went to the YouTube studio in New York. That was pretty cool. That was like one of my favorite parts because we saw how there's like a big green screen room and because we have... I believe over 10,000 subscribers we were able to like shoot there and also there's like lessons on editing and I found that really amazing. Wow going to the YouTube studio that must have been incredible yeah I could definitely see how that would be such a favorite part of the whole week that you were there and Lucia do you think that that was your favorite part too or did you have another moment while you were you know in the boot camp that you know was your favorite? Uh, there were actually two things that I liked, or should I say three? I don't know. But, uh, hanging out with my friends that I made, uh, just for that week, and then, and then going to the YouTube space, and then also the dancing was so much, uh, Randy was, 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 like, teaching us, like, there were, there were two teams, and, Ryan was on my team, and Randy had had her own team, um, and we and we were just having. I mean, we had we had a dance party, and we also like had to make a dance routine too. So I thought that was uh, it was fun and also funny at the same time because we got to see each other dance, and it was it was so fun to do. Yeah, oh my goodness, dancing is just so fun in general. I love dancing. I can imagine that must have been just so great for all of you guys to do. And, you know, great way to de-stress while you are, you know, working on becoming, you know, better in your skills. And I think that that's just fantastic. Now, Ryan, Lucia mentioned that you both met a lot of people there. And I wanted to know what was, you know, did you have a conversation with one of the other reporters and, you know, you learned something from them that maybe you didn't know before? There was one thing I learned. It was from one of the film critics and it was like a word counter. Like, I always wonder, like, how do you know how many words you have if you're not using Microsoft Word? And this person showed me that, oh, if you press this command and so forth, you can see how much you have. And then if you underline, you can see how much you have in that section. So I found that pretty cool. Yeah, that's super important because I think it's around 400 or 450 words. And, you know, sticking within the word count is really important because... You know, you want to keep the viewer's attention and, you know, you want to make the review really interesting. And, you know, I'm just so proud of you both for learning these skills. You know, some of these skills, like, I have a hard time with when I'm writing my reviews, too. So I appreciate you both telling me about that. And, Lucia, my last question to you is, what could, what advice could you give to our listeners? Maybe they're our film critics. Maybe they're not, you know, to people who want to become a film critic based on your experience within the boot camp. Some advice I could give is, let's see, I think, I think just like what I said before, just be aware, just when, when you're writing reviews, just be aware of spoilers. And I know, I know I'm saying this like a bunch of times tonight, but, uh, it's still like a very important, uh, thing to do because when I, when I wrote my review on, Avengers, there was like the most 
um, like, there was, like, a really big spoiler on uh, Avengers Infinity War, and I was just very triggered, and I was like, okay, I cannot say this, but how do I, like, not say it without without writing it or saying it out loud? Uh, that That's... that's that's one. That's one advice I can give. And let me think of. The, I think there. Think there's uh, other ones, but uh, th- that's all I can think of for now. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah, and I do appreciate you giving your advice. And Ryan, do you have any last words or any advice that you want to give to our listeners? No. All right. No, that's okay. I completely admire both of you for sharing your experiences with the boot camp and it's something that I want to do at some point so thank you so much Ryan and Lucia for talking about what it was like to you know hone in your skills as film critics thank you thank we're you gonna, we're going to take a quick break I'm Samantha Marcus and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions today's show is sponsored by Maya and the Bee the Honey Games Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with some of our Kids First film critics about their experiences with their boot camp. And next, we're going to be talking with another film critic, Michelle, who's from Miami and is 19, about Home Team Me Mundial. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Hi, thank you for having me. Sure, so... Home Team Me Mundial, it's the same film. One is in the English and one is in the Spanish version. But I researched a little bit about the film and it just seems fantastic. It seems very inspiring and motivating. And I just wanted to hear more about what you have to say about it. Yeah, so um, the film is pretty much, it's a film adaptation of an actual book um, by this guy named Daniel Baldi. And he was actually a football player himself, or soccer player. Um, And yeah, it's pretty much about this kid that comes from a poor family in a little town. And um, his entire world changes when he's sent to play for like a major team in the city. Um, I I think it was pretty great. It's basically, um, you're pretty like, 
your average coming of age story um, with a little bit of sports here and there. Um, I actually enjoyed it a lot. I love the character development and um, you really get to know each and every single one of the characters and grow a little bit of more appreciation um, with them and you kind of resonate with them throughout the story as well. Yeah, personally, that's my favorite part about films is you get to know the characters like they're your friends almost and, you know, hearing about their experiences, especially the boy in this film who has, you know, his experience, like you were saying, I mean, it's really inspiring just to, you know, see people follow their dreams and work so hard. And I want to know, was there ever a moment where, you know, that happened to you where, you know, you really needed to work hard to achieve your dreams or, I mean... In essence, like, was there any part of the film that you really related to? Oh, yeah. I think it's a fact that, I mean, the main character, Tito, he's very young. And in his team, he's actually the youngest one. He's the smallest one. So um, I feel like I've been in that situation, too, especially in this industry, um, doing broadcast and, and filmmaking. For the amount of years that I've been doing this for and going to all these press junkets and everything, a lot of the journalists that I work with are far older than I am. So in that moment, seeing him as being like the smallest character out of all of them and still having the same amount of talent and power, I kind of resonated with him because it, I felt the same exact way whenever I go out to do press interviews and, and go to screenings and all that stuff. So definitely I feel like Tito and I share that thing in common. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I also thank you for sharing that with our listeners because it's really important to remember that we all are like Tito and that we have talents and dreams and we do work hard. And sometimes our parents, you know, like Tito, his father places a lot of emphasis on his studies. So just to know that, you know, your dreams versus what your parents want or your friends want, you know, we really need to distinguish that because we are our own person. And it's important to remember that, like you said, and we need to work hard and follow our dreams. So I definitely agree with everything that you said. And I wanted to know, was Tito your favorite character? Or was there another character that, you know, you really either related to or you just admired a little more? I actually really liked uh, his girlfriend, Florencia. I think she was really cool. Um, and I just loved her attitude throughout the film. And I think she, like, embodies... Um, you know, just girl power and um, being a woman and like playing soccer at the same time. It, I mean, it's tough in the sense that like a lot of people have high expectations coming from you like as a female. But um, I think she kicks butt doing it. And I love the way that she talks to Tito throughout the movie. And and she sounds and acts so much more mature than what she really is. Yeah, it's it's really, you know, girl power. <laughs> like it's um, yeah, I. I Really, you know, just by you talking about Florencia, I, I really admire her as well. And I can't wait to check her out in this film. So between Tito and Florencia, was there a favorite scene that you really enjoyed or, you know, especially a moment in the film? Because whenever I watch films, there's always one particular moment that really strikes a, strings a chord with me. So I wanted to know if that happened to you as well. Mm, definitely when there was actually a part of the of the film when Tito comes home on his own little scooter and he's like drunk mind you this kid is like 14 years old um but he gets home and he starts like they start bickering him and his dad um and I feel like that moment hit home for me just kind of like because it, it 
it pretty much showed off perfectly just the frustration that the dad has with his son growing up way too fast. And I feel like that was a climactic point in the film and it just changed like everything completely. And I, I love how everything went on from there on out. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds like an unexpected turn and we do grow up, you know, too fast and it's really important to enjoy life because it's so short and, you know, to make the best of it. So I wanted to know... Based on this film, do you think that everything that could possibly be included in this film was there, or do you hope to see a second film in the future? I kind of want to see a second film in the sense that, like, everything that they missed out on in the first film, I would just love to see more of. I would love to see more of his dad and his struggles, because I feel like the movie kind of missed out um, on a lot of those things. And just, like, the villain of the film, which is Rolando, which is the agent, um, I just feel like he should be a little bit more, like, tougher on him. I don't know. So I'm looking forward to hopefully having a second film and seeing how Tito and Florencia roll out together with him becoming, like, this big soccer star and uh, and seeing how Florencia deals with all of that, being in the limelight stuff. Yeah, that, that really is exciting. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking with Sean, who's a sound mixer at Sinking Ship Productions, we're also talking about Avengers Infinity Wars, our kids' first film critic boot camp experiences, and home team Mi Mundial. Right now we're talking to Michelle, and she was just telling us about how Tito's becoming this big soccer star, and his girlfriend Florencia plays a really big role in his life, and this film is just really inspiring. And you were also just talking about this villain named Rolando, who I really want to hear a little bit more about, so if you could elaborate a little more on him, because he sounds really exciting. Yeah, um, he's actually one of my favorite characters because of how different he acted. He was definitely like a huge contrast in the film because everything was kind of happy-go-lucky until he came along. Um, I just love how uh, like witty he was. He's he's Brazilian, so he has that like nice accent. He looks like super like classy, like pretty much like a working man. You can tell he has a lot of money because he's an agent, of course. And um, just the way that he persuades Tito and his family to moving into this major city and bribing them with all this money and being in the limelight. It's just, I, I find that really cool about him. Again, I just wish that he could have been a little bit more tough and like maybe get, uh, I don't know, more conniving with Tito and show off more of that like scary and angry side when it comes to like being part of the limelight, you know? Yeah, that probably, you know, I would have loved, I haven't seen the film yet, but I could totally um, see what you're saying, especially, you know, some films, we just want them to be so evil, and sometimes they're not evil enough, but um, I definitely can't wait to see Rolando's character in action. So if you could maybe say, you know, maybe someone comes up to you and says, oh, you know, I'm looking for a new film to watch, and, you know, they ask you, you know, what films, and you say you think that they should watch Home Team Me Moon the Owl, like what would be one sentence or phrase or, you know, something that you would tell somebody who may not be too keen on watching the film, but, you know, you really want them to see it? Oh, well, Home Team is definitely a suspenseful and a tearjerker kind of film. So if you're looking for a film that your entire family, especially the younger audience, would enjoy, and it's something that you're into handling with all the emotional roller coasters you're about to go on, then you should definitely check out the film. Wow, emotional roller coasters. So what emotion, I guess, was most prevalent while you were watching the film? 
at first it's kind of like I I felt bad for them because again they're a very poor family and then you kind of feel happy again because they have this huge opportunity of moving to the major city and they have this beautiful apartment now so it's like that classic rags to riches story but you also get on the edge of your seat when you're watching him play soccer and and just like just seeing himself tiring himself out and constantly training to do or to be the best athlete he can be. It's definitely like twists and turns everywhere you go. Yeah, I completely, you know, I can completely see that. And I love twists and turns. I mean, roller coasters are super fun. You know, even if you're not a roller coaster person, like in an actual theme park, (laughs) um, Michelle is really, you know, really likes this film. And I'm sure that there are so many, you know, bumps and, turns and so many action scenes in this film so I'm sure it's very enjoyable and the last question to you Michelle is what would you say is the age and the star rating for this film I would say that the perfect ages would be 12 and up and I'm going to go ahead and give them a 4 out of 5 stars great well thank you so much for talking about the film Home Team Me Mundial I really appreciate it oh my pleasure thank you so much for having me You're welcome. So check out this film at a film festival near you. It did come out last year, but it's still around. And like Michelle said, it's a great film and it will be sure to give you a lot of emotions. And, you know, I definitely recommend that you check it out. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps to learn how you can join our film, the Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post and also check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Maya and the Bee, the Honey Games. I'm Samantha Marcus and I want to wish you a National Chocolate Chip Day. Get some chocolate chips and head to the movies, but make sure you're not choc-o-late. Thanks for listening. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.